It's time for the radio show with a dose of the magical magic and the law of attraction with Madame Bamita. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madam Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Welcome to episode 65 of Magic and the Law of Attraction. What are the most important magical tools? Do you have your witchy toolkit ready? Well, in this episode, we are going to do a countdown of my top 13 witchcraft tools that I believe a witch simply can't do without. Some of these you might agree are necessities. Others might surprise you, and there may be still others that you've never even thought of using in your practice. So check how many of these you have in your own collection and see if I missed a favorite tool of yours or if we're on the same page. So before we dive in, do you want to be a part of my inner circle? Are you a basic witch or a supreme witch? A good witch or a wicked witch? Well, whatever kind of magic maker you are, I want to make magic with you. If you're ready to level up your magical practice and prioritize your spirituality and have fun making magic with me, then you must be a part of my coven. Join the coven and get access to exclusive perks that you can get nowhere else. We have things like monthly coven-exclusive Q&As at the Spirit Speakeasy. We have monthly tarot card pulls, a spot in my monthly group spell service, free on-demand video workshops each month, Patreon-only polls to pick new products, upgraded discounts at the Magical Mystery Marketplace, exclusive flash sale coupons, and so much more. Look at all the connections that we can have and the magic that we can make. So join the coven and get started making magic fun again. Simply go to coven.vip to see all the levels and all the perks that you can take advantage of throughout each and every month. Just go to patreon.com slash madampamita or coven.vip and sign up today. Yeah, today's the day. You should do it. (laughs) All right. Now, I know that last episode, I said that the next episode would be about how to use magic to get out of a rut, but I forgot that I was going to be on a plane during the time that we were supposed to have our live magic Q&A tea party where we record these episodes. So that episode will be coming up at a later date, and instead, we're going to be looking at a list of my favorite magical tools. Now, I want you to imagine that you are left on a deserted aisle, and you have only 13 tools with which to do your magic. What would be the thing that you couldn't live without? Now, I'm going to be talking about tools. Spiritual supplies such as candles, oils, soaps, and potions are supplies, things that we use up. But we are going to be talking about tools that we use and the things that we turn to time and time again and the things that we build a relationship with. So these are things that are not that we use up, but things that we use on an ongoing basis. Now, some of these tools have substitutes and household items. Like there's a lot, the tools that I'm going to talk about, I'm going to say, well, yeah, you could use this for that or that for that and something around the house. Like for example, a knife, you could use a knife out of your kitchen drawer, but I like having dedicated tools that are only used for magic. 
just like, you know, putting on a ritual outfit that when you go into ritual, you're wearing your ritual outfit. As soon as you put it on, it already puts you in that place where you can activate and feel that magic happening even before you start your ritual. Well, the same thing happens with your magical tools. When you have a dedicated tool that you only use for your magical practice, as soon as you pick it up, it transports you instantly to that place of magic. And when you touch them and use them mindfully, it also builds up their power and energy in putting forward your magical intentions. So I would encourage you, yes, you can use these things for multi-purpose, regular mundane purpose, and magical purpose, but I'd like you to start thinking about having these tools just for a magical purpose and just using them in your practice. All right, so let's get started with our countdown. Number 13 in my list of important magical tools is an offering bowl or an offering cup. Now, an offering bowl or an offering offering cup is a small bowl or a small cup that you use to make offerings to your deities, your spirits, or your ancestors. If you have an altar or a little nook or a little space in your home where you make these offerings, then an offering bowl or cup is essential. It doesn't have to be big. It shouldn't be big. In fact, it should be super small because spirits don't need to have big offerings. They just want to be interacting with us, right? So we can take, for example, a bite of the food that we're eating and give it to our spirits, or we can pour a special beverage for them, water, alcohol, coffee, tea, or anything, and make that offering to our spirits. We just need a little bit. So a sim- you could use a simple bowl or cup that you have in your house, but you could also fancy it up a little bit. We have at the Parlor of Wonders things like gemstone offering bowls and horn offering bowls and silver chalices that can be used for your offerings. And they then become those dedicated tools that we use to make offerings to our deities, our spirits, or our ancestors. I do this. I have special offering bowls, offering cups that are super teeny tiny, and I use them to make offerings to my ancestors. And it's a wonderful part of my practice. It also is like something very special and doesn't take up a lot of room. So think about getting a small offering bowl. It could be something that you have already, or you could get a really super fancy one and start using it to make offerings to your spirits. It's a great tool. And the ancestors and the spirits will always bless you because you have this relationship that you're interacting with them. All right, number 12 on my list is a magical comb. What? You're like, combs? Combs are just for combing your hair. Well, if you magic, actually you can use combs in your magic. And if you think about using a comb, it shouldn't be your daily comb. It should be a special comb that you set aside for doing magic. Well, what do I, what is comb magic? And what do we do with combs in our magical practice? Well, combing your hair, if you have hair on your head, I mean, if you don't have hair, then this is not going to be your thing. Although you I guess you could mime it if you wanted to. But if you have hair on your head, combing your hair is like a mini cleanse as you start your day or any time of day, but especially at the beginning of the day. If you comb your hair, you're clearing the energy 
of your hair and detangling things. You think about knots and things that are snaring. And when you're calm, you're smoothing things out and you're clearing and cleansing. So you don't have to take a spiritual bath every time you need to do a cleanse. You could do simply combing your hair with intention with a magical comb, and that could be a beautiful cleanse for the day. Now, one of the things I find super interesting about working with combs uh, is that they show us when we're being spiritually attacked as well. So when we comb with our comb, if we lose a tooth out of the comb, and this is why I think plastic combs will not work as a magical comb, that you need to have something natural. When the tooth of the comb falls out, it means that that comb took the hit for you. It's something that some negativity was around you and it got rid of the negativity. So I see a comb with the teeth coming out as actually a good thing. Now, eventually the teeth are going to come out all out or mostly out, and then you get a new comb. And that's when you start with a, with a new tool. So it's no big deal. If your tooth falls out of your comb, you just keep using it until it becomes at the point that you can't use it anymore. Now, I said before earlier that plastic combs are not the greatest for this. Of course, plastic is terrible for our environment. I'm not a huge fan of plastic. I try to minimize my use of plastic myself. And also, it's unlikely, unless it's one of those old kind of brittle plastic combs, the modern plastic combs, the teeth will never fall out of those. In fact, that thing will never disintegrate for hundreds of thousands of years. So, I encourage you for your magical comb to get one that's made out of something natural. Now at the Parlor of Wonders, we have combs in two different materials. We have ones that are made out of horn, water buffalo horn, and then we have other ones that are made out of wood. So if you're vegan or you don't want to use an animal product, you can get a wooden one, or if you want a horn one, you can use that, whatever makes sense for you. Personally, my favorite comb and the one I use is the Baba Yaga Dragon Horn comb. It's like so wonderful to use. And it actually smooths your hair out as well. I've noticed that my hair is thicker and smoother since I've been using this comb in my magical practice. So it is a wonderful way to do a clearing and a cleansing. We also have a firebird horn comb that's made out of horn as well. And wooden combs with a fox, a magic fish, a unicorn. We've got super cute ones, very, very magical. And this can be a wonderful part of your magical practice. All right, let's move on to number 11 on my hit parade. So number 11 is a mortar and pestle. A mortar and pestle are the things that you use to grind herbs, seeds, roots, and resins. So what it is is that we have a bowl called the mortar and then a grinding tool called a pestle. And with the pestle, we pound and grind those dried herbs, dried seeds, roots, resins, or whatever we're using. Now, one of the things that's great about this is that we can make powders, and especially with things like resins, we can grind those powders and we can put them on a charcoal and they burn much more efficiently than if we have the whole tears. Um, yes, you could use, uh, you know, at home, if you're trying to grind up herbs, you could use a coffee grinder or something else or a mortar and pestle that you use for cooking as well. But um, I encourage you to have, in particular, one that you use for your magical herbs. First of all, it makes sense. If you are grinding food in one, you don't want to grind your magical herbs in the same one that you grind food in because some of those magical herbs are not edible and could be bad for you. So you want to have one for magic and one for food. Now, if you're using a coffee grinder, you, again, same thing. You want to use it separately than the one that you would grind your coffee in. 
However, I would encourage you, even if you think a coffee grinder is the way to go, to think about getting a mortar and pestle yourself because the act of grinding something by hand is a magical act of transformation. It's destruction and creation, which is a real big part of magic. And it allows you to put your intention and energy into the herb or the resin or the root before you use it in your magic. So, you know, you could pound something and chant as you're pounding, or you could grind and speak your intention or focus on a visualization of some kind as you're grinding. And then when you use that powder in your magic, it's already got your intention in it. It's like you're doing an act of creation right there. Now, my favorite mortar and pestle is a heavy square black soapstone mortar and pestle that has an inlaid brass pentagram on it. I love that one because it's nice and heavy and that heavy mortar makes it really easy to grind because it's not moving around on the table. I don't have to hold it. It stays put. And so I love that one. We have that one at the Parlor of Wonders. It's the black soapstone um, mortar and pestle with the pentagram on it. Now we have a lot of different mortar and pestles in all sizes and in many materials to support your magic. We have wood ones, we have brass ones, we have cast iron, stone, marble, all kinds of materials. So you can pick a material that aligns with your intention, or you can pick a mortar and pestle that appeals to your aesthetics, or you can be like me and find one that appeals to your aesthetics and is super useful. (laughs) It's really heavy and useful. And so that is my number 11 tool that every witch needs. Let's talk about number 10. Number 10 is an incense burner. Now, incense is a very easy, very wonderful, very, um, I think, sensual way to bless or cleanse your spaces, inside or outside. You can use with an incense burner, there's stick incense burners, cone incense burners. You can uh, burn incense that's on a charcoal, botanical incense on a charcoal. Um, An incense burner is a must because you cannot burn incense on a table. If you do that, you're going to have a mess. Either your table is going to have a big burn mark on it, or you could do even worse. So you definitely need something to hold the incense to keep that heat off your table or your altar. Incense holders also have another purpose that they keep the incense ashes kind of contained so that the cleanup is easier. You know, ashes all over everywhere is not a great thing. So this is another use for an incense burner. Now, if you're burning incense, cone incense, or charcoal incense, you also wanna add incense burner sand to your incense burner because that also prevents the heat from going into any metal or going into you know the the incense burner itself. Now we have incense burner sand in all different colors so you can choose colors that align with your magical intention or go with your decor or whatever you want, you know, that you want for that. And that is also a wonderful extra that you want to add to your incense burner if you're burning cones or you're burning charcoal. Now, my favorite new incense burner, because I do like a new thing. <laughs> I'm a kind of a person of like, oh, I like I like all my incense burners, but there's a new one that's super cute. We just got in these wonderful incense burners that are called the Aphrodite White Marble Stick Burner. It's 
so elegant. It's this beautiful piece of marble. It has a little hole for you to stick your stick incense in, but it's also wide enough that you could burn cones on it or you could set an herb bundle on it. It's just super useful and it's super elegant and just wonderful. It's nice and heavy. I think I like things that have kind of weight to them. And this beautiful incense burner has that. The other incense burner that I use for stick incense mostly, but the other incense burner that I love is our terracotta incense burners. They're in the shapes, uh, they're made in the Southwest and they're in the shapes of these iconic Southwest buildings and items. Like they have a Casa Adobe and they have a Orno oven. They've got all these little cute Southwest themes and you've got a little stand and you put the little house on top or the little oven on top and the smoke from the incense goes out the chimney. It's so cute and whimsical and charming. It, it just makes you, I don't know, I love little things and cute things like that. And they're just absolutely adorable. They also come with a whole set of real wood incense. So when you light this, this incense that comes with these terracotta um, incense burners, it smells like a little campfire. It smells like there's a little house with a little tiny person in it and they're cooking on the fire or something like that. It's just the cutest thing. So I love that for my magic and it's real wood. It also you know, spreads that energy around your home. It's just, they're just super cute and lovely. We have lots of incense burners though at the shop. And we even have um, something that I think is really great. If you don't wanna work with charcoal, but you want to burn botanical incense or herbs that you put together yourself, we have a brass charcoal-free incense burner, and it just has a candle underneath, and you move the um, little cup that has a screen on it. You put your um, chunks of resin or whatever you're going to burn, and that heat from the candle will burn it without there being charcoal. So if you don't want to work with charcoal at all, that's a great way to do that. It can also be converted into an essential oil burner. If you can't tolerate smoke, then you just get that little bowl that you put in, and then you can burn the oils from the Parlor of Wonders or essential oils, and you can burn those with a candle and you don't have any smoke issues of smoke if you can't tolerate smoke. So I would encourage you to check those out. Any of the incense burners, we have so many of them, all different kinds of shapes, styles, big, little, all kinds of things. So go check those out. But um, I gave you a few of my favorites that I love to work with. All right, let's look at talk about number nine on our list. Number nine is tongs. Tongs, what do you need tongs for? Well, you need tongs if you're going to work with incense charcoal. So if you're going to burn incense charcoal, and I do recommend getting the kind of incense charcoal that doesn't have saltpeter in it. So there's no chemicals, nothing toxic in it. We sell Japanese bamboo charcoal with no saltpeter in it. It's clean burning, doesn't smell that stinky smell that the saltpeter ones smell like. And you just get to smell the pure essence of your herbs and resins that you put on top. So if you're gonna burn incense charcoal of any kind, you need to be able to light it without burning your fingers. So you just get those tongs and you clip you hold them, hold that incense charcoal, and then you can light it on your gas stove or you can light it with a candle or with a um, match or however you want to do that. Now, tongs can also be used for other things in your magical practice as well. They can be used for picking up hot objects or you have burning bits of things that you can't touch with your hands. You can also use the tongs for taking wicks out of the wax pool and if you're in a pinch and you don't have a candle snuffer, you can use it to snuff a candle or trim a wick if you don't have a snuffer or a wick trimmer. 
Now, you could also use tweezers to hold the charcoal, but you can get a better grip with the tongs and you don't want to wreck your tweezers that you're using, you know, to groom yourself. So I recommend having your own dedicated set of tongs that you use um, for your burning your charcoal and lighting your charcoal. So the ones that we have at the Parlor of Wonders, we have them stainless steel. We have plain ones. We have ones that are stamped with a goddess image, one that have a triple moon on it, one that have, has a pentagram on it. So we've got lots of different choices for you, whatever floats your boat in terms of design. And you will have that wonderful tool that you can use for um, lighting charcoal and touching hot things. All right, number eight on our list is our candle inscribers. What? Candle inscribers? Yes, candle inscribers. If you are working with candle magic, you might come across a time that you might want to inscribe something on the surface of the candle, a word, an intention, or even a whole spell that you want to inscribe. Now, you could use a nail or a knife or a pen or pencil even, but I prefer using a dedicated tool whenever I have access to one. So you can inscribe, you just hold it. It's like a pointy thing. You hold it and you inscribe on the candle and it's a gorgeous, easy thing to do. And if you use it as a dedicated tool, it builds up energy, builds up powerful energy for empowering your magic and empowering your candle spells as well. Now you can also use these tools for things other than inscribing. Like I often use them for picking out wicks and candles where the wick has drowned. Or if I'm working with a vigil candle, you can make holes in your vigil candle to add oil to that. If you have a candle that's um, the wax is drowning, the wick is drowning the wax, you can cut channels in the side of the candles with them and allow the wax to flow out. Now my favorite ones that I love are the ones that we have at the Parlor of Wonders that are hand forged by Troll Cunning Forge. He's an amazing blacksmith. He makes these beautiful, beautiful um, candle inscribers. We sell them. There's a beautiful copper one that has a heart shape at the top. There are plain ones in steel or copper. We just have beautiful ones that he's made. And those are my favorite because they're made with intention by a, a wonderful magician who does magic and quenches them in magical waters. I mean, they're really beautifully, beautifully made. But we also have ones that are less expensive that are, you know, you can have several, you know, it's not, nothing wrong with that. And we have ones that are shaped like snakes and all kinds of things. So we have forged iron ones, cast iron ones, copper ones. We have lots of different candle inscribers. So if you don't have a candle inscriber, I recommend that you get one. All right. Number seven on our hit parade of important magical tools is a cauldron. Well, cauldrons are an all-purpose tool. I use my cauldrons all the time. <laughs> I use cauldrons to burn things. If I'm burning papers, uh, petition papers, getting rid of something, burning it, like to banish something, I can use it for that. Or we can use it to burn incense. And in. if you are in a pinch and you don't have an incense burner, you can burn it in a cauldron. Just add some uh, incense burner sand to the bottom of the cauldron. You've got an incense burner. You can also burn candles in your cauldron. You have to clean it out because there'll be wax in there, but that's another place if you want to be extra safe or have that, you know, uh, containment. I love cauldrons because we can use fire in the house pretty safely with a cauldron, and that's a very big plus. Um, you can also place burning things in a cauldron, like herb bundles or smudge sticks or matches, you know, that aren't, that are you've blown out but haven't yet cooled down. You can stick them in uh, a cauldron. Or you can make a little mini fire inside, you know, be careful of the smoke, but you can burn things like woods or things like that in your cauldron as well. Um, they can also be used for cooking brews. If you have a campfire or a 
you know, fireplace or something and you want to cook over a fire, you can use a cauldron for that. And we even have a tripod to hold your cauldron over a fire with a little chain on it. So like super old school way of working. Now, for me personally, I like the cauldrons that have lids because they are easy to use when you're working with fire. And if you want to shut off that fire, all you have to do is put the lid on and the fire will go out. Now, we have lots of different sizes of cauldrons from super teeny mini ones all the way to jumbo ones. And I personally have a lot of different um, sizes because I use them in different ways. Um, I use them in my candle rituals. If you have been a part of my new moon spell service, you've seen that I've had cauldrons here and that I use them in my rituals. I place burning matches in them. When I have a burning herb bundle, I put it in there and so on. They're very, very handy. Um, we have cauldrons in cast iron. I think that's mostly how we find cauldrons, but we even have one that's in brass with a beautiful pentacle on it. Gold brass is great for um, bringing in prosperity and abundance. Um, and we also have a cauldron that's a mortar and pestle cauldron. So you can be using that for both. You can use it as a mortar and pestle and then use it as a cauldron later. So that's a very handy way to kind of double up on that tool. And I also want to point out that not only do we have cauldrons that we use in our magic, but we also have a cauldron candle for transformation spells because the cauldron is the center of transformation. And we have a candle spell kit, a cauldron candle spell kit, and we have this super cute thing that I want you guys to go and look for. We have a cauldron essential oil burner that is the cutest thing you've ever seen. It's like a little cauldron about the size of a little mandarin orange and it is hanging on a little hook and you light your candle underneath and you put your essential oil in there. It is adorable. So that's our cauldrons, number, number seven. All right, let's move on to number six. Number six is a snuffer. Now, snuffers are essential in candle magic. Not only do they allow you to put your candle spells on pause when you go to sleep at night or leave the house, they are much safer than blowing out a candle. When you blow out a candle, you might blow a spark that can light on something or blow wax everywhere. So blowing out a candle is not recommended in magic because it means you're ending the spell but it's also not recommended in just candle maintenance. It's not good to blow out a candle. So snuffing out a candle with a snuffer is a great thing. And if you have a dedicated snuffer, it then becomes energizing to your spell. Now, my favorite snuffer is the Golden Fay Forged Iron Candle Snuffer. It's uh, it's a forged iron candle, but it's plated in a matte brass. And so it's super elegant. It's like gold. It's pretty. And the bell at the top is hinged so that you can use it horizontally or you can use it vertically, which is perfect if you have to put out a vigil candle or if you have a candle that's tunneling and you need to get in there. By holding it vertically, it'll just, it's the easiest thing in the world. So that's my favorite there. All right, number five is a candle holder or candle tray. Candle holders and trays keep your candles upright and your candle wax contained so that it's easy to clean up. Nobody likes a bunch of wax all over everything. It is really a pain to clean up. So for the trays that I use, I use plates. I just use simple plates. Um, the, you've seen mine there. I usually use, when I do my spell work for others and for myself, I use these black square plates that I got at Cost Plus. They're just dinner plates and they had a salad plate size, which is smaller and a dinner plate size, which is bigger. And I like the square shape because it gives me a little extra room to put herbs and, and candles and other things on it. Now, my favorite candle holder is the one we call at the um, 
at the Parlor of Wonders. It's called the Call of Cthulhu. Oops, <laughs> the Call of Cthulhu wrought iron candle holder. It's very old world. It's handmade. It's the perfect size for the thick tapers and the tall tapers, but because it's shaped like a cone, that little part that holds the candle is like an inverted cone shape, like an ice cream cone. It can be used with candles of any thickness, including the little slim and tiny tapers can fit in there and be held in a secure way. It's super sturdy and has three legs on it that are very magical. They're twisted and curled like, like if you think like tentacles, like Cthulhu. And so it's super magical, very world, old world, very witchy looking. And I love that one so much. Um, we also have other candle holders made of iron, ceramic, glass, brass, all different materials that hold everything from our tiny tapers to our jumbo pillars. And you can check them all out at Parlor of Wonders. But a candle holder is a great, great tool if you're working with taper candles for your spells. All right, number four is a bell. Bells are super magical. You know, I've taught classes and done workshops on working with bells in your magic. So bells clear away negative energy and bring in positive blessings and positive spirits into our space. So it's a very easy way to do a quick cleanse on a space is to ring a bell around the room. It freshens up the energy in the space. It brings positivity. It's just joyful, right, to hear a bell sound. My personal favorite bell that I love to use is the brass pentagram handle bell. And also I kind of love the handmade Slavic terracotta Urillo bell, which is about sun energy. And it's made for us in Ukraine and it's absolutely beautiful by a amazing, amazing, um, maker. Sarah Mystery is her um, company. It's Jana. She's amazing. And she made this beautiful terracotta Urillo bell that you can hang up and have ringing all the time. And then the brass pentagram bell, I go around the room and ring that to clear the energy of the room. Now in a minute, I'm going to tell you my top three magical tools. But before I do that, I want to tell you about the Magical Mystery Marketplace. That's right. There is a new fun event coming your way every Sunday. It's called the Magical Mystery Marketplace. And it's a little bit of a fun hangout with me, Madam Pamita, a little bit of magical education and a whole lot of witchy QVC. Each week I pick a special topic and then feature some of the amazing products we have at the Parlor of Wonders and show you how to use them in your magical practice. Every week it's a surprise as to what the spotlight items are going to be. And for everyone watching, there's a flash sale on the featured products. You'll not only have fun, you'll save money too. And if you purchase any of the spotlighted items during the live stream, you're eligible for the raffle we have at the end. And we'll be giving away one of the spotlighted items to one lucky person each and every week. And if you're a member of the coven, you get an additional discount and you get two entries into that drawing. So if you want to find out how to be a member of my coven, just go to coven.vip. Now, the Magical Mystery Marketplace takes place every Sunday except for the first Sunday of the month at 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can watch it on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. Just subscribe to Madam Pamita on your favorite social account and click the notifications bell so you get notified when we go live. I'll see you at the Magical Mystery Marketplace. All right, are you ready for the top three? Number three, matches. Matches, yes, matches. <laughs> I love matches over disposable lighters because 
They don't add plastic trash to the environment. This is a great feature of matches. Now we use matches. I use matches in my magic all the time. They can be used to light candles, burn petition papers, light fires, burn incense and herb bundles. They bring in the element of fire. And of course, any matches you use are fine, but I prefer kitchen matches, which are about four or five inches long, and fireplace matches, which are about 10 inches long because they give me more time to light my candles and I can reach into tight places like vigil candles where you have to get that fire down there in that little glass jar. Now, we have a whole selection of kitchen matches and fireplace matches at the Parlor of Wonders with super magical designs on the outside. And my favorite ones that we have right now, my two favorites are the elves and mushrooms matches, which we just got in, and the lucky golden spider matches. Those, I love them so much. Um, now, you, the one thing about these matches and these special little boxes is that you can use the boxes after the matches are gone and you can use them to put little magical things in. They can be storage boxes. You could um, put little messages in them. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can do with them. So I always think of them and repurposing them and using them after I've used up the matches inside. I also want to point out, we have something very, very cool that was just written about on CNN, which is we have retro incense matches. They're a book of matches, but that have incense on each match. So you light the match, you let it burn about a quarter or half the way down, blow it out, and then you have this beautiful fragrant smoke. And we've got a ton of different varieties. And CNN just featured this on their on their news page. It was amazing. So if you want to check out those retro incense matches, you can check out those as well. But um, get some matches. I mean, matches are great for your magic. And I just encourage everyone to use matches over plastic. Plastic disposable is not so great. All right. Number two are divination tools. So how is a divination tool a magical tool? Because often when we're doing spells, we need to check in and see what's going on. We can also bring energy to our spells by incorporating our divination tools into our magic. So now my number one go-to divination tools, the tarot. Of course, I wrote the book, Madame Pamita's Magical Tarot, which is soon to have a new cover and an introduction by Matt Orne and a new title, Magical Tarot. Now, my favorite decks right now are the Wiser Tarot, which we can see here, and the Silver Acorn Tarot, and the Flower of the Magic Fern Ukrainian Tarot, which is over in my other room. These are my threes that, that I'm working with so much these days. I love working with them. So you've got wonderful choices. We've got lots of different decks at the Parlor of Wonders. You can check them out, of course. But I also like working with Oracle decks. And my favorite decks right now are the Vintage Wisdom Oracle deck. And that's been a favorite for a long time for me. And the Slavic Oracle deck, which is super beautiful as well. I also work with Lenormand cards, playing cards, and I love the vintage style playing card decks that we have at the Parlor of Wonders. I use those for yes, no questions and all kinds of magic where you want to bring in that energy of the playing cards. I also love working with runes, and we have lots of runes made from different gemstones and even a yak bone set of runes, which is very cool. Pendulums are also a great tool when you need to check the energy of something or you want a quick yes, no answer. And if you want to learn how to use any of these divination tools, we have lots of books and kits to help you get started with any of these divination systems. 
And let's not forget the accessories that go along with these, like the velvet tarot cloths, the tarot bags, those all become a part. When you're a tarot nerd, these all become a part of your life. I mean, that's just what happens. So divination tools are my number two tool. All right. So what's number one? Drum roll, please. All right. Drum roll. Number one are books on spells and magic. Books are for sure, my number one magical tool. We have all kinds of books from magic spells and different folk magic traditions from all over the world at the Parlor of Wonders. And I have to say that the books that are, are that we sell are a curated collection that I hand pick. So I can't say there's any one book that I love over all others because every book that we sell at the Parlor of Wonders are my favorites. These are my my cream of the crop favorites. However, I want to share with you some of my favorite, what I think are like the hidden gems or the undiscovered books that I think are really, really special. And you should probably check them out. And yeah. So here are my special favorites that are like my special undiscovered gems. The first one is The Witch's Name by Storm Fairy Wolf. This is about you naming yourself and the power of naming yourself. This is such a powerful concept and creating your own name and how to create your own name. Not only creating your name for yourself, but this can be creating names for your pets or creating names for um, your creations and things like that. So The Witch's Name is a wonderful book about the power of the name. It's just an amazing book. There's no other book like it out there. Another book that I really, really love is The Witch's Book of Spellcraft. And it's great because it covers, it's a real wonderful book that covers a lot of different kinds of spells. I contributed to it, but there's a bunch of different authors that contributed to it. Jason Mankey was the main writer, but he had lots of help from other people, including myself. And it's a great, great book. So The Witch's Book of Spellcraft is a hidden gem that I think is um, kind of underrated. It's a great, great book. Last book I'm going to say is my my undiscovered gem is The Witch's Apothecary. We just got this book in. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's about potions for the wheel of the year. So potions for the entire year. It's beautifully illustrated throughout. It's got color illustrations. It's a hardcover book. It's just absolutely gorgeous. So those are my three little hints about undiscovered gems we have at the Parlor of Wonders. We also have all kinds of books like date books and journals for writing your own book of shadows. Um, And if we think about like writing your own book of shadows, my favorite is the Yes, No Velvet Spirit Journal. I love a spiritualist thing. I love a Ouija board. I love all of that spiritualism stuff. And this book is beautiful blue velvet with a gold stamp that shows a yes with a sun on the front and a no with a moon on the back. It's very reminiscent of a uh, a Ouija board or a talking spirit board, and it's so fun, and it's beautiful, and it's big, and it's velvety, and it's just yummy. All right, I have one more bonus tool that I'm going to share with you. The Probably, if we were going to go one, it's like even higher than one. It's the supreme magical tool. And what is it? It's your mind. (laughs) Your thoughts create your reality. And so my number one magical tool that I always turn to is my thoughts, my mind, what I'm thinking. We have to start there with our thoughts and what we think. And this is our most powerful magical tool. So there you go. What did you think of my top 13 list? How many of these do you have in your collection? Is there a favorite magical tool that you use that didn't make the list? Is there anything new here that you haven't tried yet? If you're watching this on YouTube, leave your comments below. Or if you're listening to the podcast, head over to YouTube and leave your comments. I would love to hear what your 
top 13 are. Well, that about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you'd like to get even more info about folk magic, then check and all kinds of tool, magical tools and everything, then check out the Learn page over at Parlor of Wonders where you'll find a ton of free resources, including workshops, blog posts, how-to guides, how-to videos, past podcast episodes, and the way to join me live over Zoom for the Magic Q&A Tea Party every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Just go to parlorofwonders.com, click on the Learn tab to see all the goodies there. I want to say thank you to all of the Spell Squad members out there who've subscribed and shared this podcast with your friends. I love you. Thank you to the fabulous folks who've left reviews. The reviews are so helpful for letting other people know about the podcast. I appreciate you so much taking the time to do them. I want to say thank you to Jill Navarre for production and engineering. And thank you to you for joining me, whether you are here with me live or listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube. I'm looking forward to the next episode when we'll be answering the question, what is kitchen magic? And we'll be exploring kitchen magic 101. Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying keep making your life the most magical adventure ever.